Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Usher Zeli Grubenstein, Zechert Salik Levracha. Wings of Faith, Essay 30, The Highest Power, Shah Habitachim, Chapter 3. Let's orient ourselves. Chobos Abobos is discussing five facts that cause us to rely only on Hashem. Fact one of three is that Hashem possesses seven traits that we are now repeating. Chobos Abobos. Trait five of seven continued. No one can hurt or cause benefit to you except Hashem. Rabasher. The mitzvah of the losasur achre levavchem vachre do not follow after your heart or after your eyes. Bamidbar 1539 refers to the obligation to guard your eyes from inappropriate gazing. It also includes not believing what your eyes see and what appears to contradict Hashem's existence in this world. See Brachos 12b. We must learn to recognize Hashem's hand in all that happens to us whether we see it as good or bad. Every human being is simply a puppet in the hands of Hashem to bring out His will. This is an important hashkafa that you must bear in mind, especially regarding parnasa, refuah, and shaduchim. It's easy to lose hope and to think that Hashem cannot help us in those areas. Both bitachon, we connect with Hashem. When you learn that the puppet master is calling the shots, you will begin to turn to him for support. Sometimes a married person may complain to me and say, Why did I marry my spouse? The Baal B'tachon knows that Hashem makes all matches, and he says, My spouse may have certain milos, outstanding qualities, which are good for me, and certain chasronos, deficiencies, and challenges, which help me reach shlemos. Hashem knows what he is doing. Chavos al I will present an example to express this point. There was a servant who had multiple masters, and each one was equal in power and ability. He didn't care which one provided for him, as long as one of them took care of his needs. Thus, his reliance on any given one of them was equally unexclusive. But, say that one of the masters was very powerful and always provided for him on a daily basis. He would gravitate towards that one. Now, imagine if that one master was the only one who had the power to reward or punish him, made all the decisions, and fed him. The servant would certainly turn to him and rely solely on him. When one reaches spiritual maturity, he realizes that even his own parents are not as strong as Hashem and their ability to feed and care for him. Hashem is the all-powerful master of the world, who has exclusive power over your well-being or detriment. You still owe thanks to those who do favors for you, but know that Hashem is the one who allows things to happen to you. Rabasher. The Gemara in Baba Basra, 119b, says, Good things happen through the conduit of good people, and bad things are brought about through bad people. When Hashem sends something good to you, he will choose a meritorious person, to be the messenger to deliver it. If in your heart you want to do chesed, and there is someone in need, Hashem will guide you to be able to help others. When I first learned the above quote of Gemara about Hashem using righteous messengers to bring about good things, I said to myself, a shidduch is a very important thing. I want my shidduch to be as a chus, something that will help me serve Hashem. If a shidduch is suggested to me by a tzaddik, that is whose idea I will listen to. But if it comes from anyone less, I won't even pay attention to the suggestion. On my shidduch tapes, I spoke about the importance of finding a shidduch via a good shliach. Bitachon is real. I sat by Rav Chaskol for five years, and this became my reality. I was confident that Hashem would guide me during the process. Lo and behold, a big tzaddik named Rav Avram Mordechai Izbi suggested my shidduch. He wanted me to meet his sister, who became my wife, Bechazde Hashem. On the other hand, when someone is in need of a spanking, a chova, a punishment, Hashem will often choose to carry this out through someone evil who wants to hurt you anyway. When, for example, Hashem made the decision to kill six million Jews in the Holocaust, 
He used a Russian named Adolf Hitler, Yamachimo, who hated Jews and wanted to kill Jews. Hitler rose to become the most powerful leader in the world, against all odds. Rav Chatzko used to tell us that you could see the Yad Hashem in the rise of Hitler, a man whose prominence and power defied logic. He wasn't German. He was Austrian. He was born out of wedlock from a servant girl, was a rebel and fugitive, yet he took over and rose to become Chancellor of Germany and a dictator with absolute power. He was epileptic and not very intellectual and had the lowliest job of a bricklayer, yet in the culture of Germany, they came to say, Hail Hitler, and worshipped him. They went to war, and they murdered at his command. It is mind-boggling and defies all logic. This, concluded Rav Chaskel, answers those who question Hashem, and shows that he was the one pulling the strings and punishing his nation. This does not in any way make Hitler or his country innocent of murder, as the Rambam, Yad, Hilchus Chuba 6.5, and Ramban Baratius 15.14 explained regarding the Egyptians who hurt the Jews. They were still punished for their actions. One address. This is the foundation of Bitachon, to understand that Hashem is the sole provider. Now, do we mean to say that you should not thank and appreciate that which your parents, rich uncle, or spouse gives you? Of course you express gratitude. But in your heart, know that they are messengers to give you that which Hashem deemed yours. The point here is that you must realize who is behind your sustenance. When you daven to Hashem, say, Thank you, Hashem, for allowing my father to support me. Please continue to give him success, health, and the means to help support my needs. You are thereby botech only on Hashem, and at the same time, grateful for the generosity of the one who is the messenger. Bitachon has one address, and that is 100% the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He doesn't need your father or boss to help support you. As Chovos Havavos defined Bitachon, psychological dependence and tranquility. We place ourselves totally in the hands of the all-capable Hashem. The Navardic Yeshiva once took the Talmidim out to the field to learn. They didn't bring any food, but simply relied on Hashem for sustenance. As lunchtime arrived, there suddenly was a carriage that came to that obscure part of the forest. It was a carriage filled with all kinds of delicacies. The driver was a Jew who told the students that he had planned a bris that day, but that it had to be postponed at the last minute due to the baby's jaundice. The food was going to spoil, and so he offered it to them. Before he gave it to them, he asked, wait a minute. What were you going to eat had I not come through here? They explained to him that they were relying on Hashem to take care of their needs. The man became a little agitated. I just want you to know that had I not had this extra food, and had I not come through this way, you would not have gotten food. Either way, you're welcome to partake. They thanked him and began to eat with him. Only the altar of Navardic didn't partake. He lost his appetite when he heard this man deny the providence of Hashem and take credit for providing them with food. This story expresses a very high level of bitachon, because we normally would not be able to simply go out to learn in the forest and expect to be taken care of. The altar and his talmidim were on that level to understand that Hashem needs no help, and can bring all the support that one requires if he simply learns Torah with true bitachon. The level that we must start from, though, is to internalize that even the natural means that appear to bring us money are really totally from Hashem. I was once talking to Mori Varabi, Rav Shmuel Arbach Shlita about a complicated shayla in which I was invited to be Messiah Kedushin in Australia for a Talmud, while at the same time, one of my sons had begun a shidduch, which seemed to be going towards their engagement. I said to Rishmuel, I anticipate, with Hashem's help, that the shidduch will be completed before I need to fly out. He looked at me with disdain, and felt obligated as my Rebbe to set me straight. A Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't need your advice. Let him run the world according to how he sees fit. Hashem does not accept partnerships in which we credit others and feel that they are the provider. Hashem wants us to damage one essay and make our request without thinking about any channels that he must use to fix the problem, in our minds. 
Just turn to him and pour out your heart. Let him find the solutions. You don't have to give him ideas about how to get things done for you. When you skip over the natural, then you embrace Hashem's full care. Living in Israel, the most bureaucratic country in the world, where the government is unrelenting in its pursuit of increased red tape, difficult situations arise. I had a tourist visa when we first moved to Eretz Israel, and I found a very cheap deal to buy and import a used car from Amsterdam. I carefully researched the law, paid for the car, and met it at the port. I thought that I had completed all the required paperwork, only to find out at the Ashdod port that despite the previous 13 people who stamped my papers to approve the import, there was one last document that was missing and thus prevented me from accepting the vehicle. Suffice it to say, this was not good news. I looked up and said, Rebona Shalom, you run the world. You are in charge. These people can't harm or help me outside of your will. I proceeded to the required office, and when I got there, I saw a nice old lady knitting by the desk. She said to me, I don't work here. I'm covering for my daughter who took the day off and said I should come in here and stamp any paper that comes in. She even smiled, and I got exactly what I needed. I thought to myself, Hashem runs the world and certainly doesn't need my advice. Another time, I went into a government office where I needed special permission to get an approval. I knew that Lev Malachim Vesarim Biyad Hashem, Hashem controls the heart of those in charge. I went to the head of special permissions in Yerushalayim, and I said in my head, Rebona Shalom, you run the world. This officer is a puppet, and only you decide what will happen. I came into the manager's office, and he asked me, why do you think you deserve a special permission? I thought in my mind, you're a puppet. But I only smiled outwardly, giving no reply. He reached out his hand, took my paper, and signed it. I replied, Todaraba, thank you. He looked at me and said, What did I do? No need to thank me. How right he was. This was all from Hashem. When I first came to Eretz Yisrael, every six months you had to go to the Israeli office of the interior to renew your visa. It was a six-hour wait in a very spiritually detrimental place. So for five years I avoided it and was an illegal tourist in the country. I'm not telling any of you to do this because it's different now than it was back then. I heard that Israel was becoming strict and imposing heavy fines for anyone who was in the country for over a year without an extension, and they were even denying exit to some of them. I went to the original Toldasaran Rebbe and gave him 200 liras for tzedakah and to get a bracha before leaving the country. He built up my bitachon and said, you will see Yeshua's Hashem. I went to the airport and gave my passport to the staff member. She looked at it and called a few colleagues to announce, look at this, he was in the country for five years without a renewal. Call the head of police to decide whether he should be jailed, fined, or both. Ahead of me in line was Simcha Soloveitchik, who was seven months overdue. They charged him 200 liras, gave him a warning, and then let him go. I was sent to the head of police for what they call avon polili, a serious offense. The officer said to me, you were here for five years and never went to the office to renew? You just plain don't care about our laws here. He gave me a 30 lira fine. The ladies were all looking on in shock. They said it cost more to renew it legally. My only regret was that I hadn't given the Rebbe 230 liras for tzedakah, so that I should not have had to give the government even those 30 liras. I was spared the money that I had given to tzedakah. I told this principle to a student of mine who was born in Eretz Yisrael and had many issues with the army draft. He was a growing Baal Bitochem and knew in his heart that only the will of Hashem would be fulfilled. I shared this principle with him and told him to practice. Baruch Hashem, he, was tre- he had a tremendous Yeshua and was exempted from the army. Bitochem really works. Hashem doesn't need your etzos. He needs your bitachon. He wants you to give him the opportunity to bestow good upon you. Thank you for joining me in that excerpt from Wings of Faith, a full elucidation of Shara Bitachon, spiced with powerful lessons and stories that bring Bitachon to life, based on the shiurim of Rabbi Asher Zeli Rubenstein Zatzal. 
Learn more and purchase at laveeras.com.